Welcome back, Juventinita fam, and I appreciate all your patience and support, all the great messages and uh, some of the new followers and and people who've reached out and either want to get on the show or uh, you know enjoy listening before or now. Um, but this is the first episode. Sorry to keep you waiting. Still, uh, the intro was a little bit of a pain to get sorted out, but. Uh, I've kind of figured out a workaround. Just wanted to let you guys know that's why everything's been taking so long. Uh, I had a little bit of a better idea of how things were going to start off and it didn't work out that way. That's fine. Nonetheless, fino a la fina, as they say. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. If you guys do want to get in touch with me to come on the show, we're going to be having a Napoli after uh, post-match discussion and uh, I'd love to have any of you guys on um, I know of a couple names that uh, are already uh, vying for that spot but again new people don't hesitate to reach out to me we'll, we'll have you on and uh, whether you're from abroad or in Canada US uh, we, we'll make it happen so again still with the one episode a week hoping to get that concluded very shortly also I'm going to be going on uh, a podcast very shortly I'll definitely be dropping hints on when uh, that will come out but it's going to be talking mainly about the Champions League and Juve's group uh, having Chelsea and and Zenit and uh, Malmo so definitely stay tuned for that and yeah now the the horse is in front of the buggy and we're off so guys I hope you guys enjoy this episode again please subscribe for anyone who's new to either youtube itunes or spotify or any other platform that has podcasts on them and if there isn't one that you would prefer to have or to use please let me know and we'll get that sorted for you so again as always fino alla fine forza juventus guys please enjoy this show and I'm happy to be back, and I thank you for all the support. So, guys, one, welcome back to the Juventita Back to Black and White podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, and we're live from Calgary, Canada, Alberta. All right, so we're back, guys. It's been a long time, and uh, I guess some of you might be wondering where the hell have I been. I'm sure you've seen the the wars that have taken place, but uh, I'm back, and uh, my mind is is fresh, and we're ready to go, and we're not going to live the past. We're just going to move on. And uh, I think the best way is just doing a new podcast, starting again and talking about Juve, the club that I love and these guys that are going to be coming on love as well. And as well as, as you guys, the fans who've a lot of you reached out, said some really great messages uh, about coming back. And I really appreciate it. You know, one thing about leaving is you don't realize how much, uh, you know, the podcast was enjoyed by some of the fans. So again, I really appreciate all the kind words and I uh, hope to keep keep going and, and make this thing bigger than ever and uh, enjoy it with all of you. Have some of you guys on and talk Juve. And uh, yeah, I think a big part of it was just getting back, getting back in a good headspace as well as working my ass off in, in my personal life and uh, getting some new hobbies, which will also be uh, brought onto the channel. We're going to be opening some some soccer cards, hockey cards, everything uh, from here on out and uh, including you guys as well and uh, doing some live streams. So, again, a lot to come. Um, but let's talk about uh, uh, this summer first. And before that, let's get the guests onto the show before I uh, before I move forward. 
huge, huge uh, guests on today. We got the Juve editor. We got Mr. Nilesh, the mysterious. He's still a little nervous to, to show his face, but it's okay. We got him on finally. I know this is actually a big undertaking because the amount of messages I had to send to this guy, he's like, no, no, I want to wait. I want to wait. So Nilesh, welcome. Obviously at Juventus HQ, BW Circles, um, to name a few. Uh, but unreal work. Uh, like I was saying earlier, that Del Piero edit that you just did was unreal, man. Um, welcome to the show. But yeah, this is this is the genius. This is the master behind all of the, the great artwork that I've been able to put on my channel. So guys, make sure you give him a follow, support this guy, because he does it uh, all in his own time. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show, buddy. Finally. Thanks a lot. You just raised my standards so high. Well, but yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, well, you got to raise it. Don't be too, uh, don't be modest, man. The work you do is is unreal. And then from having the best UV editor, we're going to have the best blog. Um, Mason, we've had some unreal conversations. Uh, again, always a supported, always a vocal supporter of me. And I will definitely be a vocal supporter of you because you do outstanding work. And uh, it's always a great time to talk. So Mason, again, welcome back. It's great to have you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, no worries. So let's just get right into it. I mean, for me, this summer was incredible. Again, staying away from Twitter for the most part, but it was unreal with the uh, Italian national team, the Azzurri, winning the championship. So I just want to get from you guys your thoughts, kind of what you thought maybe going in after such a pessimistic end to last season, not bringing home the 10th allowing our rivals to do what they did and then such great feelings you know being able for me being able to rekindle uh some relationships with some family members obviously my uncle uh and, and being able to celebrate at uh, ldv pizza bar shout out check it out if you guys are in calgary but unreal that's going to be our spot for the the world cup coming up but just some unreal celebrations there and uh just want your thoughts on what what you guys thought over this past summer so Mason, go ahead. You can start us off. Um, yeah, I thought this was kind of like the summer of the upside down. I mean, it was such a weird, weird year last last season, and uh, you know, I think it was it wasn't a, much of a shocker that Pirlo left. Um, I think it was a bit of a shocker that Allegri came back, and I think um, the financial implications of COVID, uh, I think, really made even beyond just Juve and Serie A, just the the transfer market just so insane, and then obviously the Euros and um, yeah, I thought it was an interesting summer. I think um, I think if you had told me that Pirlo would have left and Ronaldo would have left right at the beginning of last season, I would have said, yeah, probably that makes sense. <laughs> and Nalesh, what about you, buddy? I think it was uh, it was perfect uh, for the for the Azuri and for especially for Kiza to see him really shine bright at that level and uh, sort of announce himself on the on one of the grandest stages and that was nice but then uh, what happened after that and the preseason every, everything i really hope that uh, cristiano stayed but that's fine and then allegri came back this came as a bit of a shocker to me but uh, to be honest i'm very optimistic about the new future new new season ahead of our, us well actually yeah that's usually so that's one thing you know i used to do and I guess we can kind of roll that into now. Um, 
obviously I asked Mason how he became a fan and we did kind of a different episode when I had him on the first time. Um, but Nalesh, how did you become a Juve fan? Um, well, see, don't judge me for this, but um, I'm a bit of a Cristiano fan. So when he came to Juve, I also came. But no, to be honest, I started watching football from 2018 and I'm his fan and to the team uh, uh, for which he started playing. I also started supporting Juve. But then over the years, it just became more and more about Juve and less and less about the player. So yes, he has left, but I stayed. So every time, every time <laughs> I posted shit about Ronaldo, you must have just been dying inside. No, no, <laughs> no. guys, like if See, this I, guy I, can stay after all this time, after all the shit I posted about Ronaldo, like that's tr- that's that's a true friend right there. Yeah, and Nalesh has done his no. homework too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's a true UVA fan. That's for sure. No, I knew your intentions. You were just saying that to piss off some people, and sometimes I also do that. <laughs> that's the love. That's the that's the Twitter for that's Twitter for you, man. That's that's what it is. And yeah, no, again, it was the key as a show. To be honest, uh, like unreal, unreal performances. I was honestly surprised that Locatelli didn't get more of a shout during some of the games. I don't know if that was because of injury or what, but yeah, it was definitely definitely changed my mind. I was unsure. I know last season talking with. Um, obviously the, the, the famous, uh, Sassuolo fan, Mr. Vinci Guerra and, 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 and telling him that I didn't, I wasn't quite sure if he had done it on the big stage, but he definitely changed my mind. So I was definitely really happy about his performances and yeah, Chiesa unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, it was such wicked celebration here in Calgary. Um, even though there's not that many Italians here, there was quite the display, uh, of, uh, of affection and celebration that final so uh yeah and it was great to beat england because man such an such a such an overrated they deserve that. Uh, country and team to be honest i mean you know to me i don't mind because when i collect uh some of their cards they're just through the roof in value uh i don't understand why but that's just the english media and that's how it's always been uh you you noted on pirlo being sacked and, and allegri coming in let's talk a little bit about that uh what what do you think will change with Allegri now? Obviously, we've seen two games, but that obviously Pirlo lacked. And do you really think it was worthy of Pirlo getting uh, sacked after one season? And Nilesh, if you want to go ahead first this time. Yeah, I think I think Pirlo was just a baby in this uh, whole coaching career of his. And Allegri, in my opinion, he has done his homework in the last two years. So... He came, he, he's uh, much more motivated now. He has, uh, I mean, whatever happened in the first two games, that was more, I would say, uh, the players are to blame for that and not the coach. He has done everything right. And the first game I saw, we played like a team. And, and that is saying something because under Pirlo also, it was good. But um, uh, I agree, really just has sparked something, in my opinion. Um, but yes, we are still going to lack uh, a lot um, because because of the goals that uh, uh, a certain number seven provided us. But that's that. And then I think it's about the players to stand up and 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 just fill the void that Cristiano has left. Right. And Allegri will surely support them. Mason, what do you think? 
Um, I think Pirlo was just like completely out of his depth. Um, I think everybody would agree, you know. Um, I don't have anything against him as a coach. Honestly, I think it would have been really cool if he stepped back and worked right. under Allegri or something in some capacity because I think, I mean, you know, it could have been way worse for Pirlo. And I think that he was just so, so underprepared for what was going to happen. Um, I don't necessarily think he would have wanted to step back. You know, uh, that's kind of like a pretty big demotion to go from first team manager to yeah. back to like, you know, U23 manager or something. But um, yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, he was just out of his depth. And I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Allegri because he's been out of the game for two years and he could have totally lost his mind those two years, you know, um, a lot has changed yeah. in Syria, especially like it's been a very turbulent two years in Italy. Um, and tactically it's like changed a lot. And I'm interested to see if Allegri, cause he's such a defensive uh, minded coach, if he feels like a dinosaur or if he, you know, is, cause he has wicked intelligence. So maybe, you know, um, I'm hopeful that he will kind of piece things together again. Um, but it kind of remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you to be like, here, here's the job that you should have been uh, hired for, Pirlo. Take it now after after this one year would be kind of a stretch now, especially when you've seen other coaches get the same thing and then just move on to smaller clubs, right? So I, I think that would have been tough. I don't know. About, with, my agenda with Allegri is very clear. It's been clear since he left. Um, I'm unsure. I mean... We've had a coach who lost the dressing room clearly before he left. Uh, tactics were stale. Is able to get it right tactically after, you know, witnessing how a team sets up. I'll give him that. Uh, at the beginning of his career, definitely overperformed uh, with obviously having a, a squad that was, that was brought together, uh, was cohesive. And that's the one thing I still think Juve is missing. I think, what everyone noticed so heavily with the Azzurri is being able to be a unit, being able to be so cohesive, putting the, the country before everything, coming together and being able to play like a unit, getting everything out of all of the players that were there. That's something that Juve has lacked for the past three, four, five years now. And that's something that's difficult to get back. It's not impossible. Again, look at where Italy was when they didn't qualify to – obviously now winning the tournament this summer. So it's definitely possible to get that spark back. But to say Allegri is going to come in there and do that, I'm still very skeptical. Uh, and I think a lot of people should be skeptical because it's too easy to rest on past laurels. You know, it, to say that Juve won, you know, five and then to con continue on with nine, to say, oh, that's good enough. I, I, I can't. I can't put myself in that position to say that's okay. And, oh, he's going to come back and things are going to go back to normal. You got to remember too, Allegri was a coach that didn't play a lot of youth, uh, needed to give them, you know, months over months of time to crack into the lineup. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. You look, you look at the, the, the leashes that were taken off of all these younger guys in this Euro and they were able to perform. So that's that, that to me is unnecessary. But again, it's still early. First two games. Yeah, it was kind of a rocky preseason, I agree. But let's just wait and see. There's some big games coming up. And uh, yeah, it, Champions League starts off uh, fast and the furious. 
coming up 22 games i believe in in uh what the next seven weeks i believe it is so no, uh, seven games in 22 seven, days 22 games what am i talking about seven <laughs> games 22 yeah exactly so thank you mason someone's actually no paying attention um but yeah that's still quite a bit of action especially when you have napoli coming up next uh malmo is going to be the first game in champions league i got that one right hopefully um but yeah it's 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 going to be a big workload especially with covid still being a thing and you know international breaks being thrown in there i don't know if you guys saw what happened with with brazil that was kind of scary um especially some guys getting in there who weren't supposed to the game being postponed the first person that i looked to was danilo in that photo so that kind of worries the shit out of me but especially of how big of a role he's contributed um but talking about obviously champions league what was your reaction uh, of that first draw? Because I never really created any content for that. Obviously getting Chelsea, Zenit, and Malmo in the group. Um, for me, I'll just say it should be pretty straightforward. I know Chelsea are the champions, but I, 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 I don't know what it is about Chelsea. I've, I, it's maybe not that they're, you know, you, you with the Roman Abramovich factor, the, the Russian money and, and seeing some of the players like Pulisic, I don't know if any one of you guys watched the game last night, Canada versus U.S., but Canada gave the U.S. a run for their money, I'll say that, um, with some great young players. I don't know if it's a, not, a non-respect factor or what, but I think this group should be fairly straightforward. What do you guys think? I think it's going to be tough, honestly. I think so, really? <laughs> yeah, I just think... Not because, I mean, we should be Malmo and we should be Zenit and, you know, we should be on the, you know, we should be able to beat Chelsea, definitely. Um, I just think that we, the past three years, we've just gotten knocked out by teams that we shouldn't have gotten knocked out by. So it's all, it's all mental. I mean, if we go into Malmo understanding like, okay, they're the top team from Sweden, you know, um, we need to take them seriously, then yeah, we should cruise by. But I think there's just such a mentality problem that it's, it's more about that than tactics at this point for Juve in the first uh, the group stage, you know. Yeah, I I would I would I would agree with that. I think I just look at that last game and I think it was going to be a train wreck anyways. Uh, in terms of mentality, because of all the news with Ronaldo and him leaving, yeah. so I was kind of not shocked that that happened because that's usually what happens when a big name leaves any club. There's there's some turmoil, so it either goes either smash the team or there's kind of, the team kind of looks disoriented. Um, but Nilesh, what do you think about the group, buddy? I think it's second spot, a second spot for us. There's for no real. way we are beating that Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I I uh, I watched the. I think it was last week. Uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool, and Chelsea, my God, they are just a super team. They are they are unbeatable, and there's no way that uh, Allegri or God knows any manager can beat can beat Chelsea with the squad that we have right now. So, you know what kills me? So, whenever I know over the past few years talking about coaches, this and that, and it's like no one was giving any respect to any of these guys. And now all of a sudden, like they're winning Champions Leagues and they're winning, you know, even PSG to get to the, to get to some finals, you know, Pochettino, I thought would have been a great coach for us as well. And it's just so typical Juve to go into the direction that, that we're going in. And obviously, 
we'll talk a little bit about Ronaldo because I have to because of you know all of the good battles that I've given all of the 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 wounds that I have over fighting with their fans and Juve fans about it I it's a bitter it's a bittersweet pill for me because there are some good guys out there you know my boy uh Danny uh not Danny Golf uh Daniel Janik is really good guy uh I'm gonna miss it because I'm not gonna be able to talk to him really that much I mean sure we can go talk about you know if Juve ever plays Man U and stuff like that but he was a really nice guy and we had some really good conversations so that kind of stuff I'm gonna miss obviously some Juve fans started cheering because uh Ronaldo came here so again I gotta give uh some you know respect to that but to me I was so happy (laughs) I'm not gonna lie the train wreck is over. You know, the 30 million is off the books. Let's open this thing up. Let's get the Fiat factories rolling. Let's get the cars off the line. Let's start making some money again because we we need to really start pushing in the right direction. This transfer window, I was not happy with what the club uh, decided to go with. And it, it really shows that maybe we're in for a lot rougher waters. But to me, Ronaldo... He did score some goals from uh, for us. I'll give him that. But to not get through the round of 16 or quarterfinals for three consecutive years really puts a negative damper on him leaving. But again, if it's better for both parts where Juve can go back to being a team again and he can enjoy going back to Manchester United, good for both of them. That's all I can say. But... To me, I'm happy that it's over. Your guys' thoughts quickly. I know I've seen what you guys have posted on, on Twitter about uh, your thoughts on Ronaldo, but just to, you know, a couple, two cents on what you guys think. Go ahead, Mason. So, Because oh, we know uh, you're, we know you're yeah. a fan, Alesh, so we don't want to... <laughs> Put you in an awkward <laughs> spot, yeah. <laughs> um, I think with Ronaldo, I mean, I just think... I think it will be beneficial for both parties. I don't think that the Ronaldo experiment or whatever it was a, I mean, you can call it a failure. You can call it a success. It just, I mean, it just was what it was. I mean, we didn't, you know, he really, it was really rough that he left in the way that he did right at the end of the transfer window. Um, that is the only thing I really have against him um, because it would have been much better if we had that time and we didn't really get a sweet deal out of that or anything, um, you know, but uh yeah, I mean, I, I I would have liked to have seen him play with Juve live. That was probably the most sad thing about it. But yeah, I think it's good I think point. it's a, a good chapter that's about to start um, for both parties. You know, I wish him luck in Manchester. I'm surprised he went there though. I don't. Anyways, next. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, Nilesh. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mind. Well, I think it's good for everybody, and everybody is going to enjoy. United have got him and he got United and he looks very happy there and then we got rid of the 30 million and we can buy some new players probably Vlahovic next season and I think it was I think it was Allegri's decision basically initially I wasn't thinking that but then Mason convinced me so I think it was Allegri's decision to let him go and that is right but uh, to be honest, yes, I agree with Mason that the way in which he left, that really hurted me a lot. Because uh, now reports are coming that his friends were telling that he, he told them 
I think it was in May or June that he's going to leave and he'll be at uh, at United. So why he didn't told that about the uh, about that to Juve? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. It does. That's a good point. I think when you don't have that leverage right at the end, when you only have like seven days to go and it doesn't give you any benefit to uh, to talk to teams, right? Because then you're at their mercy of what they want to take. And you look at how the Man, U- Man City deal, okay, what there could be rumors of him talking to former players or, or whatever the case may be, but that's a pretty tight window to get something done um, and especially start requesting players that you want to bring back. So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of talk on, you know, what was being said. If you didn't know in May and June, and then what pissed me off the most was that post um, that he was saying, oh, this is all bullshit and, you know, don't believe everything you hear when, like, basically his best friend goes on and is like, yeah, he wants to go. It's like, what are you doing? Like, like, go to the board and be like, let's get this done. Where you want to go, we'll figure it out. We'll try and help you get to the place you want to be. But if you do that at the beginning, including the fact that it took Juve so long to just even get the Locatelli deal done, uh, doesn't do us any favors, right? So, yeah, that's that's uh, that 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 really was an annoying factor to what was a again kind of a sputtered out end. Any anything else, uh, Nilesh, that you wanted to say? Sorry, but I cut you off. I think uh, the post that you were talking about, that was uh, just a PR move, just a PR tactic, because he clarified absolutely nothing in that post. Yeah. He said nothing about Juve. He said nothing about his uh, his intention of leaving or staying. That was just yeah, a was PR move. Three paragraphs of nothing. Yeah, he said absolutely nothing yeah. to those three paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's like I said. I, I'm really happy we're moving on, and hopefully we can get back to the UV that I think we all know. Um, but speaking of another contract that has been going on for way too long, I have to bring this up because I'm part of the I'm the uh, El Presidente of the Bala Fan Club, uh, as they all know, uh, or as they they all will say, the Like, what kills me is how UV fans are now going off about two million dollars, like it's coming out of their own wallets. <laughs> But and, some and, fans, and but come, some, hold on. But some fans will say, "I'll accept ten, but I won't accept the eight more that he would get over four years." <laughs> like what? <laughs> Please, someone tell me that you guys are paying for this. That's all I want to know. Just which one of you is paying for that extra eight that is really just pissing you off? Because <laughs> you know we're talking ten and twelve. Like we're not talking ten and thirty-two million like Cristiano was getting. So. Let me know. Um, someone must be getting the bill off of this one. But anyways, you guys, what are your thoughts on Dybala's contract? And some people are, like, so willing to even let him go for, like, nothing. I'm like, talk about another stupid idea. But anyways, go ahead, guys. I think the most stupid post that I saw today was, um, I don't remember who did that, but somebody was saying, does Dybala deserve to be paid $12 million? same as Delic? <laughs> Like what is this? Yeah, both are different know. player, and 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 both do their job fantastic, and <laughs> it's just crap. It's been like two years, and uh, and we've been negotiating, and we couldn't yeah. finalize. I don't know. I I don't know if it's like, again, you, 
what this summer I think proved as well is that all of the, the so-called Calcio journalists are just all full of shit and should never be believed on anything because you're hearing like these numbers being thrown around every like four or five months. Like, Oh, he said this. Oh, they met. Oh, they didn't meet. Ronaldo wants to leave. Ronaldo doesn't want to leave. Uh, there's a 64.3567% chance. So-and-so is going to be a Juve. I mean, I've been saying this. It's like, it's complete bullshit. And if you want to jump on that bandwagon to get some clicks, you can, and you can bring these guys on and act like you've done something of, 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 of worth. But at the end of the day, it's, it's hearsay all around. So look, I think you got to lock that in. Dybala is what? 26, seven. 27? 27. 27, yeah. So if he's 27 years old, you offer him a four-year contract. And if, let's say, you don't like how it goes, you let him leave at four at 31. So really, that's not a horrible... He's in his maybe closer towards the edge of, of I would say, his of, of a prime, if you want to call it that. But he's in his best years. So really for to 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 walk away let's say after a four-year deal that's not a bad position to be in um and look if if you saw that first game the first half at least that can give you some foreshadowing of what could what could be um obviously that team fell off the, the the wheels fell off the back of the bus and just derailed and uh the ref kind of took that away from us at the end but it is what it is but I think there's there's some very good pieces that we could bring in that will allow for this team to really improve. Now, if Juve goes forward and does that, that's one thing. I mean, the play looking at the players that we got rid of and 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 we're only able to bring in, I think that's also a rough uh, a rough go at uh, at at this mercato. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think he deserves twelve million if that's what he's asking? Do you think? 10 like what do you think should we let him go for free should we sell him i don't know i've heard everything out the word work this today i think it's a tough one i, I mean don't... he's he's this past season he just was injured you know basically sure. the whole time i was looking at he missed like 40 games or something you know 30 games um i think that i wish we could postpone this contract conversation until next year you know we could see how he does this season under allegory gun i think that I mean, I think that he's an incredible player. I think that we need to decide now or never if we're gonna yeah. build the team, build the team around him and Chiesa. Because I don't think, I don't think you, you know, you have to pick one in that situation. I think that Chiesa um, and Dybala could play together, but it's really now they're kind of deciding what the next four years are gonna look like. Because if you have a player like Dybala, you have to build around him. He's not, he doesn't defend. Um, yeah. You know, he's a bit, he's a luxury player. He's really good, you know, and in a system that works for him, he's incredible. Um, I think that we should maybe give him like 10 to 11 with like huge bonuses if he wins Champions League or something. Don't make you know? me come like... after you, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely don't want him to go. Uh, it would be a shame. And um, yeah, I think we need to make it work. I don't believe the 12 million thing. I think that's just, you know, BS number. Um, but it's also the whole conversation about contracts. Uh, you know, he's not the problem. The problem is Aaron Ramsey and Adrian Rabio you know that those guys are the problems you know let's let's yeah. get rid of them and then we can give you up all the you know uh, 13 million or something if we need yeah. to you know well you're not a big fan of glass knees <laughs> <laughs> i like douglas costa but <laughs> no man like i got ramsey coming in i don't know 
this team gets into stu- so many stupid things that it just you give your head a shake. But uh, at least Alexandro, now that Ronaldo's gone, won't be you know having to defend the whole left third of the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's one good thing. But anyways, the left. What do you think? Are we going to sign him? What are we going to do? I don't care how much we are going to pay him. Just sign it. Just just don't let him go because whatever we have got uh, right now, we should just hold on to that first and yeah. then build from there. It would be really stupid to let a player like Dybala go. Yeah. And and especially, uh, I think you are pivoting to the fact that Dybala actually wants to stay at Juve. He's not, uh, he's not demanding too much money uh, to make the club force to let him go. Right. He's... I think he's just asking what he thinks he deserves. So just sit down and get it done. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with I that. We're going to keep him. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead, Mason. Sorry, I was just going to wrap say, up. Go ahead. If we're going to keep him, we need to get like a real number nine. Um, you know, Murata's all right. He's yeah. not starting quality at Juve. Um, you know, no. he's backup quality. He's, I mean, I have literally nothing against him, um, but he's just, you know, we need a big striker who can hold the ball up. Um, and if we got somebody cheaper, it doesn't need to be somebody world-class, you know, um, we should have gotten it in Jekko, I think. Um, I think he's really underrated, but anyway, if we're going to keep the ball, we need a nine to fill in, um, like a real nine, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that would really work because then we could play two or we could have the ball rest, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think Murata was, was the, the, the product of a bad euro is what i'm trying to say um it wasn't a great euro for spain and i think that's kind of as well as a bad season kind of a uh an awkward season last year uh coming back to juve where it was the offside man to uh kind of petering out towards the end um but yeah that's that's gonna be interesting i think with dibala i i kind of like what you actually had to say i think in hockey, they have something that they call a bridge deal where they kind of gap uh, either a one or a two-year kind of extension to kind of see how things go. And then it also kind of gives you two years down the line. So you might have some cap room to to play with where you know, and then you can then you can sign the person to a big contract. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind something like that either. Um, I think that's going to kind of happen. That's what's going to happen to the likes of Mbappe, even though all these Juve fan things... Oh, Real Madrid's going to get him for free. Like, there's no way those oil barons are going to let that happen. And I don't know why you would even think that would be able to happen. Uh, They're going to sign him to a deal. Just like everyone thought, oh, Mbappe's unhappy. He's going to sign an extension. And then he's going to move if Real Madrid wants to pay $200 for him. And that's how it's going to go down. Um, Weston McKinney. uh, He's been on the end of a lot of hate from Juve fans. Um, I saw what happened. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing, but protocols are there. You know, if 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 there's an outbreak or whether whatever you believe on this virus, I'm not going to get into semantics or politics on this show now. But uh, whatever you believe with the virus, I mean, if it causes an outbreak, then that could be big problems for most of the league. So I get why it's there. Um, but even coming into camp uh, a little bigger than. I guess Juve expected. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think he should stay with the club or uh, should we sell him for uh, the plus Valenza that I had originally thought he was coming for a marketing move as? So go ahead, Mason or Nalesh, whoever wants to start it off. 
Um, I think uh, I think Weston McKinney was absolutely our best midfielder last year. Um, you know, the thing, I, the one thing that Matuidi really could deliver was a box to box, like third long, just disruptor. And um, immediately McKenna showed that exact same quality. I and mean, he runs like, you know, all that business about him being overweight. It's like, okay, maybe he's overweight, but he never stops running. Um, Fair point. But he's also really comfortable going forward. Um, and I think that he, yeah, I think he's, a, he's incredibly dynamic. I don't think we should get rid of him under any circumstances. Um, I mean, they're definitely, he's not, you know, world class. I mean, well, he's not, if we got rid of him, we'd find somebody else, but I just think it would be a mistake to let him go because, uh, He's really shown that he works for, you know, hard for Juve. I think the stuff with the uh, COVID, um, yeah, it's just stupid. But at the same time, I mean, Juve shouldn't concern themselves with that as long as he follows the rules when he's in Italy, you know. Right. National team business is separate. Um, <clears throat> and that'll be dealt with, you know, by the national team. Fair enough. Nilesh? Yeah, I, I agree. He was, he was literally our best midfielder last season. And I think... There was a point last season around December, January, when he was like, uh, he was making those behind the runs uh, so often and he was not getting picked. And that was exactly the time when I remember all the Juve fans who are now just blaming him and bashing him were saying that he's so good. We, uh, he's the midfielder that Pirlo wanted. He, he can deliver a lot of things and now everybody wants him out. So... I don't Typ know. Typical Juve. Typical Juve. Yeah, uh, Juve Twitter UV. for you. Yeah, and it's not like he is not doing those things right now. So he 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 has a potential in. He's he's just young, so he needs time to adapt and do everything. And uh, again, the coaches have changed, so so there's adjusting to that also. And whatever he broke the uh, the protocols and everything, you can give him punishments for that. You can. Uh, detain him from training sessions and all, but just sell him for that thing. Uh, that is just uh, idiot. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. We're like looking at the transfer, like the transfer market in general over the summer, it was kind of uh, to me, very disappointing, but I like yeah. some of the pieces they picked up. Um, McKenney obviously is a young player as well. So it's like, I like what they're doing, but I don't really see the implementation. Like what I said with Allegri earlier, not being a guy who really starts these guys or having, or has trust in them. So that's where I see the disconnect, obviously. So we redeem McKenny. That was a lot earlier. You bring Moise Keen back. Um, they picked up that guy from PSV. He had it in, I think. Is his yeah, name? Yeah. So yeah. that was for like not that much money, um, which I think is good. The guy's 19. Um, Caio Jorge from Santos. Again, another good pickup, I think. Um, and a young player. So like, that's good. Locatelli only being 23, another good pickup. I really like that. I don't think we overspent at all. Um, Christian Romero going was, again, good to say that we can pick up that extra money that that brings because again financials are always going to be i think financials are going to be uve's problem um for decades until they you know sell out to some oil baron or someone who's a uh <laughs> who, who's who's set financially that can pay off fifa or uefa whoever they need to pay off and until that happens it's we're always going to get run into these problems because again 
Juve does another, you know, they, they shelved another prospectus for $400 million a raise uh, or euros, excuse me. Well, that again, that goes, that dilutes the stock value that uh, dilutes the shareholder value. And it's not really a good thing. I mean, a lot of people were like, Oh, look, they put in 400 million. No, not the way they did it. You don't, you don't want to see that ever happen because that's just going in to pay off debt. And again, Juve and Serie A took a beating, uh, which is known from by uh, many sources, uh, the amount of money that was lost over over this this COVID, and was another reason why we needed to get back to normal. Uh, and then, like you said earlier, Mason Cristiano didn't bring in really anything to be smiling about. And then what pisses me off the most is you get rid of Buffon. Not to say I'm not going to go into Chesney's done or whatnot as as pissed off as I, I was in that game but you know you get rid of Buffon for no reason I mean easily could have still been on the bench whether Buffon wanted to say is another thing but you get rid of Frabotta this guy from PSV you 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 loan out again Piazza's on loan Fajoli's on loan Dragusin's on loan which is another thing we're waiting for another incident where Chiellini goes down as, as well as Chiellini played unbelievable during the Euros. I mean, he's still injury prone. So we got to work. That's something that we need to keep in the back of our mind. So we have all those things going down. And, you know, Deshilio comes back. Um, we bring back Pellegrini. We bring back Perin, which is fine. That slots in. But again, the one single factor that pisses me off is how well other teams are doing in this market and how terrible Juve is doing in this market. So, okay, we can say, we can praise them. Okay, you're bringing in some young players. Um, you're not spending too much money. Uh, the deals you've made are pretty decent, let's say. But to, to, to believe that Camavinga went, Saul went, um, and... Yeah, exactly. All these other teams are picking up players for steals <laughs> like the Saul move was 5 million loan <laughs> that's like that's unthought of so for Juve and obviously Atletico and Juve have a history of making deals um, so to not go there when you could use another midfielder who has kind of taken a backseat at Atletico who has a pretty insane roster if I say so myself to not get in on any of those, Camavinga was what, 20 million, 30 million, something like that. So that's that's the Juve that has lost the cutting edge in the transfer market. You know, what we praised is when we would get those free transfers that would make big impacts. That's what we need to do now, but maybe at a little bit more of a, a bigger valuation. So to me, that's what's, that's what's pissed me off. Obviously, I think some guys that we could look to Saul would have been huge. Uh, I think Zobos lie. I think we got to go after this guy. Uh, at now that he's at uh, Leipzig, he was at the other their other, you know, tandem club there, Salzburg, in Austria. I think we got to go after him. I think we got to get Holland at all costs. At oh, all yeah. costs. Yeah. Yeah. If, if but we again, want... I mean, maybe we just screw ourselves if we we ran into a Ronaldo situation. But Holland seems much more. Um... I yeah, feel like he could fit into every, any system, you know. He's just, I, he's I think good. that's a. I think he's the perfect player. I am so changed after all the like jokes I've made about you know him coming in. When guys, when a guy is just scoring at will, 
you got to pick up that guy. Yeah, he's playing a different game than everybody else. I mean, he's oh, just exactly. For fun. Yeah. So he's I like so him. That I like him really. Like we got to get on that. I like Pellegrini as well at, at Roma. I think he's going to play a big role now that he's come back. And Kaya Fiori at Roma as well as a as a wing back uh, to come in and kind of replace you know either Alexandro. Pellegrini, we're going to see what's going to happen. He's still young. It could be, uh, it could blossom. It could not, depending on how his injury track record continues. Um, but yeah, I think there's lots of guys that we can now move into uh, if stadiums are going to be fuller, if revenues are going to be coming back. Look, we can talk about all these Ronaldo jerseys, but unless every Ronaldo fan was buying uh, three jerseys a year, which they weren't, uh, we're still in the same boat that we were, that we were, the sponsorship factor was not, did not move, wasn't, wasn't moving any needles because we still have Jeep on our jerseys. We still have Adidas with a partially changed deal and Allianz is still paying us the same kind of money that we got that new deal, but it wasn't anything to, to laugh about. So the, to me, what do you guys think going forward in the next transfer window and then looking into next summer that really needs to be either reinforced or changed about Juve's mentality? Uh, Nilesh, you can start, buddy. I think, first of all, get rid of Ramsey and Rabio and all these players Tough. who are just on massive wages and doing nothing week after week. And, and, and just go all in for Haaland first and then probably get a, a good midfielder and a left back is so much needed. See, I don't. I, that is. I I I I'm okay with with Sandro to be honest, and I know I've said this. I'm gonna beat a dead horse, but I'm okay there for the time being. Um, I think he can provide the the necessary support in the back as well as going forward. And like I said, when you don't have to worry about someone losing, uh, you know, leaving you out to dry every game and having to go up and down the field. It's like my argument with Cuadrado. I think Cuadrado is a perfect winger. He's been unbelievable for us. But when you put him in a wing-back yeah. role where he has to do all that work, it's it's two different players. Now, you can still get the output from Cuadrado, which is doesn't change, but it leaves you with massive holes on the, on the back end. So that's why I always prefer Danilo on the right side, always. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter what and day, and twice on Sundays. So... That, that I think, is okay for right now. Then you can have a rotation in the middle. But, yeah, I agree. I think, I think for me, if you want to talk about left back, it's got to be future. Because give, give Alexander a couple of years and then you bring in some, you know, a younger guy. If that's what you mean by left back. I don't think there's any replacement yeah. now that we personally need. And in my opinion, at least. But go ahead. I cut you off again. Yeah, and one more thing that we should absolutely do is get rid of that release clause from Adelaide's contract. What was that? Because, what, was uh, the, what was that number at? I think 75 million. I think. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Great. So ju- ju- just get rid of that. I'm not sure about the number, but uh, get rid of that because Barca and Real Madrid, uh, they, they can poach him. Yeah. It's and terrifying that that's just there. He's like, yeah, we need yeah. to secure him at all costs. Yeah. Uh, Imagine our defense if he goes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
That would be unreal. Yeah, 75 million. I don't know why it was that low. Um, but doesn't Holland have the same thing? Like, why aren't we getting Inter's legal yeah. team on that? <laughs> I'm sure they'll find out if he's got it in. They win court cases like like nobody's business. So, uh, yeah, like, I'm, and again, with Holland, that's like a pipe dream. Like, let's, let's, be, let, let's be honest. I wish Juve would have the ambition to go out and get him. If they do, yeah, that would be big. There, there, yeah, there's so much hype about uh, around Mbappe, but I still prefer Haaland over him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like. I mean, we got Chiesa. I, I, I don't think we need an Mbappe. Yeah, He's... Chiesa basically do, does the same thing that Mbappe does. Yeah, I mean, Mbappe has a little bit more space, but still, they do the basically same thing. We yeah. need an we need a striker who who score who can score goals. Yeah, and I and I think the the marketing value that you would probably get with Mbappe isn't as great as the money you're gonna have to go out and throw to get him and then sign him for a contract, right? So that's why I just yeah. I don't I don't see the upside on that. I I think he's a great player uh, on those levels. I don't know. We'll have to. It's still early for the guy. He, he's he's still uh, incredibly young and again, great player. Where he goes, we'll find out. But uh, Mason, go go ahead, man. Um, I think if I mean, yeah, I like Holland. That would be a great uh, purchase. We definitely have to get rid of Dybala at that point. I think. Um, I could, you know, I could see the Holland thing happening. Um, I think the wage bill would be the point where it would deteriorate. You know, um, but I think as far as the transfer market, I think. I mean, we've made like one really good signing every year in the past couple of years, you know, starting with like the Lake, Chiesa, McKenney, um, now uh, Locatelli, you know, so I, I think that what we've been letting out is far worse than what we've been taking in, you know what I mean? And I think that that, that is something that could be the biggest um, strike against Allegri is um, him not developing the youth because I mean, that's, you know, we there's room to make a lot of money there, you know, developing yeah. our players and selling them. I think that's something that shouldn't be overlooked, in, especially in, I mean, clearly UEFA is just bending the rules for certain clubs, you know, and um, I think that being able to develop and sell players for a good uh, chunk of change is going to be an important thing in the next, you know, the future of football, soccer, you know, and um, yeah, I just don't think we should stray away from that, but that is definitely classic Allegri to just, you know, pick the same players and stick with them and let all the youths go but you know hopefully he's learned yeah i mean i hope so like i said I, i've left the room for him to prove me wrong but i just that's what that's what worries me and there's so many creative clubs out there that can you know make moves and i think that gap that we always thought in our heads was there is not there anymore between the if you want to call them the seven sisters of uh of Serie A as well as other clubs in general uh in either the Premier League which with the big advantage that they have uh financially it just makes things a lot more tactical when you when you look at the market so let's hope for you know some smart signings as well as some smart sales and I think if we don't get back to that we're going to be in deep um in in the next few years and again Juve's got to change their ways there's there's no question about it and if they don't then we got to accept the consequences of that um we're going to kind of wrap up with a couple things obviously looking ahead uh big game against napoli coming up 
We don't know if they're going to show up or not, but that's still <laughs> that the, the cat's not out of the bag yet on that one. So we'll wait and see. Um, but what do you guys think? Go, how do you guys feel going? Obviously, this international break was a nice kind of, you know, letting the weight, the air come out of the, uh, out of the, out of the room and giving everyone some rest. So uh, after seeing those first two performances, so what do you guys think? How are you guys feeling? And then we'll get into some predictions for the season as I didn't have a proper season preview. So we'll see where you guys think. Obviously, UV is going to end either in Serie A and then we'll talk a little bit Champions League. But go ahead, Mason. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about this next coming game against Napoli? So I'm not, you know, I don't think we're going to, I think, you know, we're going to struggle to win it. I think it's going to probably be a tie. I think especially with all the, uh, South American, like, uh, you know, Quadrado is a, is a big loss, especially right now. Right. And um, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. Uh, if we lose it, I think that um, we've seen that before with Allegri that he um, sometimes struggles in the beginning of the season while he's figuring things out. Um, I think that uh, I'm going to reserve my judgment for like at least a month or two. You know, I, uh, I do have faith in Allegri uh, that he'll get us not necessarily back on track 100%, but I think he will put us in a better position, so I'm not going to sweat it if we lose. Um, and I think, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, I think that we could uh, – I think it's an opportunity for certain players to show that they really deserve a spot in the starting 11, uh, especially because, you know, a lot of our starters will be out, um, especially Locatelli. I mean, this is his time to really impress uh, impress uh, Allegri, you know. Nalash? Um, then I'm very – apprehensive about the match, but I still think uh, that uh, we'll come out on top and we'll win it. Because I think, uh, I don't know, I I just feel like we are going to win this. And I might be wrong, but uh, I like to feel that way. Well, that's that's good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I Look, wish I if, shared your positivity. Yeah, that's something I I wish I could change about myself. But um, no, see, see, sorry. the thing is, if I start being realistic, then my mental health will go down the drain. So I, <laughs> you'll be where I was. Just, yeah, better to just say some lies with special guest. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think uh, you know, you you mentioned Quadrado. I think Bentancur as well picked up a knock uh with uruguay so yeah that's that is already going to be draining uh the uh the stockpile of of midfielders who knows what's going to happen with mckinney look i think napoli's got a a a really uh decent shot uh this year looking towards the teams that have kept the same kind of brand um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a very difficult game, especially when Napoli always has something to prove against us. Um, I think they find more passion in that game than probably Juve and Juve fans do, but that's always like a message setting game for them. Um, even though I just can't stand that club and I can't stand that, that I would love to smash that team, uh, this weekend coming up, to be honest. Um, but let's see who shows up again. It's all going to depend on who's in, who's out, uh, what the lineup is going to be. But I'm hope I'm going to take a little bit of that positivity in the last. I think we're going to win that game and kind of keep the doubters in check 
for one more week. Um, I think Allegri's got enough time to prepare to look over kind of the last couple weeks uh, and see how they've played uh, with two wins and kind of set up the right tactics. Let's hope. Um, for the season, I think there's a lot of good teams. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think Merda took a massive downgrade. They also they also took another fan, uh, a Juve fan that you guys might all know. I guess he wanted to uh, follow how his character is by joining the Snakes. So it all makes sense now. Um, but I think they've taken a downgrade. I think Gab Marcotti on ESPN FC put it best. All of their positions were downgrades. So even though I, th- I think Inzaghi's a good coach, I think Conte is the better coach. I think uh, Lukaku is the better striker compared to Dzeko. I think Dzeko does bring some some ability to score, but I, I think that's a downgrade. Dumfries as well on the, uh, instead of Hakimi. And uh, who else did they bring in? One more guy that he talked Chana about. Chalanoglu. Exactly. Chalanoglu. Yeah, exactly. So I think those are all kind of downgrades. So... I'm, I'm not really feeling it for, for them this year, especially when you have the likes of Lazio, which, yes, okay, you can laugh about Sarri all you want, but that team has re- like has kept, I want to say, 95% of their, their lineup and added some some decent pieces to that team, and they just blew Spezia out of the water uh, just yeah. last, last weekend. I think they're going to be a really tough comp- competitive team this year. Roma with... Uh, with the likes of uh, Mourinho, that's always tough to judge. I think that could be uh, something to worry about. Atalanta, again, I think them losing uh, some pieces might hamper them, but again, another team that's very, very similar. So I I like when teams, even if they go through coaching changes, can keep a core. I think that really helps uh, transitioning into a, a new era. And I think if you look at Juve, that's what really helped us go through from Conte to Allegri was having those key pieces there. So I, th- I think there's going to be this, I think it's going to be a good toss up for the Scudetto this year. Um, Milan is, is Milan. Um, look, they, uh, they're, they're going to say that they've got all these great players. We'll have to see if they can show up for once in, in the last uh, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, after choking last year, I thought I honestly I believe that they were going to go on and, and clinch, and they just didn't have enough gas. So, guys, where do you see ev- everything lining up in Serie A by the end of the season? You think Juve is going to get the title back? Uh, do you think Merida is going to get the title back uh, and go back to back and get a second star, which I really hope is not the case? Um, but what do you guys think? Go ahead, Mason. You can start off. Start us off on this one. Uh, first off, I just loved seeing Inter just get cleared out this summer. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was it was beautiful, <laughs> um, and I'm glad because I think Lukaku is like so good, and I just never wanted to admit it when he played for Merida. But uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It's like um, Ronaldo for just, me. <laughs> yeah, and seeing yeah. Akimi, um, obviously, it's really tragic with Ericsson. Um, you know, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, but you know, other than that, it's just great. Um, I think that uh, I think that they're probably going to go through a pretty rough transition year. But I think, I mean, I think they could still be strong contenders. I think that um, 
Napoli, Lazio, and Roma. Like you said, I think those are going to be some people to watch. I think Atalanta as well. Um, I think Milan could shock, you know, um, but I would bet more on uh, Lazio um, being one of our main competitors early on. Um, it also depends on who runs out of steam first, because I think, you know, Lazio could do a really sure. great start, but they have a fairly old squad, you know, um, and uh, I think this is going to be a season that's going to twist or I'll have through, you know, it's going to look like it's going one way and then uh, it's going right. to tip. I think that we're still favorites, uh, hopefully. Um, and I think Lazio too, with Sari, I mean, he could go either way, you know, he could bring out the best of them or he could just really go through a rough transition. Uh, but I think that uh, top three, I'll see Lazio, um, us at top and um probably Atalanta and I put uh, Merida in fourth. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I see with Lazio, like when you get Immobile, who has just done dog shit for the Azzurri, let's be real. Um, like it's just a day. It's like night and day. Like get the guy a Lazio jersey for the national team because like he scores and he scores in bunches. And I just, I don't know what it is. I've seen them come out. And I've watched, and I, I, I really think they're they're gonna put. Uh, and this weekend is really gonna be the test, right? Because Juve plays Napoli, and Milan plays Lazio. So this is gonna be kind of, you know, who's gonna come out and who's gonna who, who's gonna be the like they say, money talks, bullshit walks. So let let let's see who's gonna be the bullshitters and who are gonna be the guys that are gonna be top of the top of the table because they're really all bunched up on six points up there. So let's see what happens. And yeah, I think it, it really is tough, right? Like you said, to, to differentiate, but yeah, Merida, I just, I, I, I don't know if it's just because I want to see them do really bad, even though they've looked pretty good uh, so far. Again, two games, like you said, wait for a couple, a month, a couple months, and then we'll see everybody's true colors. But uh, Nilesh, so what do you think, buddy? Who's going to be top? Who's going to be? And then I'll go and, and talk about my uh, my predictions. Because just hearing you guys um, in the last 10 minutes have jumbled my order up, uh, just thinking about who should be top, who should be. So go ahead. I would add, though, that uh, – sorry, Nilesh, that Lazio, yeah. or, uh, Napoli is absolutely the dark horse, and I think they have been for three years. I think there's going to be – they've been yeah. underperforming, so they could absolutely be – you know, challenger. Good point. Anyway, good sorry, point, Mason. No, no, good point. Yeah. I, I think UVA again will get the title back and just like every year, we'll find a way to do that. So uh, there's that. And then I think Atalanta, they, they, they've been cooking for the last three years. Like, and I think this is the best year that uh, they are going to just show who they are and they are going to give us a tough fight in my opinion right and then and Merda, i don't know what they are going to do and uh, the first two matches they they looked really intimidating and inzaghi is he he, he he gets the tactics right but i think he lacks the motivation part so uh, when the uh, second half of the season starts and the matches start to pile up i think that's when he's going to lose it all. So all right. that's, and then Milan, I don't, <laughs> the coach and everything, I think they'll again repeat the 2020-21 season. 
and then napoli yes napoli can be the dark dark horses because they got uh, the new coach who is really great i i don't remember his name and then they have kept the squad alive also so and they are to watch out for and then roma i don't think roma are much of a threat as much as they uh, they have they they have shown their firepower in the first two games i think they, they still lack in a lot of things and it will show up in the season why you don't trust so, in you don't trust in uh in english striker tammy abraham <laughs> no no uh, he's no. not good enough i think he is just the the lucky start that he's got and we'll get to see him It'll be yeah. interesting to watch in the next couple of years, though, Roma. Uh, you know, I, I think that they have a... I think in a couple of years, they're going to be a more serious challenger, definitely. Yeah, a couple of years, but not right now. And and Mourinho is... He is not the same Mourinho that he was. He's lost a lot of things. Yeah, well, yeah, ex- exactly. It's definitely been... Uh, it's been a while since since, since he's been able to show... The sparks that we obviously we've played Man U in the in the in the group stage and we know how that went, but I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot of you know I still think there's a lot of it's it's up for to, uh, a toss up right you know Demiral goes to I'm just trying to look at you know some of the pieces that Atalanta had picked up and they got Lovato from Hellas Verona which I think is a is a big piece that uh, we were looking to capitalize on. Um, Zappa Costa for a right back. They lose Romero though, and Demiral comes in as well. Uh, so we'll we'll see if they'll be able to hold on with with uh, Zapata up top. I think it's still uh, a great player, and some of the key pieces they still have that they were able to keep. In terms of yeah, like you said, Napoli did. What were the big pieces that they picked up? Any anyone that is not coming to my head right now, because for some reason it doesn't come to, that they had a big mercato. I don't know. I wasn't paying much attention to Napoli, no. honestly. This. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, it doesn't come yeah. to the back of my head. So I, I, I'm. Get, I know they've had a, they've had goalie troubles, um, yeah. having to potentially sign someone because Meret got hurt, and who else did they get? Who else got hurt? Was it? Uh, Ospina. Ospina, exactly. Yeah. But they also, they, they, they have such a weird balance because they're so um, top-heavy and counter-attack oriented. I feel like they can get away with a worse squad than they have. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I, guys... I swear, were they not like the butt end of a joke of not signing anyone? Like signing like Juan Jesus? Or is that not right? I don't know. I've been tuned out this Mercado. I because yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure that. Let me just have a quick look here. Sorry, guys. I got to do this quick. Yes, they did. They got him from Roma for free. <laughs> so, yeah, I think they brought in Politano. They brought in Juan Jesus. This guy, Andres Zambo Anguisa, Anguisa from Fulham. But that's about it. Um, Milik obviously went to Marseille. I think that was in the, the January window. So that doesn't. But yeah, that's about it. Um. Yeah, I don't. That's why I don't know. Napoli. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. This is gonna be a big weekend. Um, for me, I think I'm still gonna go with it. I think it's gonna be Lazio are gonna win the title, shockingly. 
I think Juve is going to come second. I agree with you. I think Allegri is going to be able to turn things around and get the train going like he always does. Um, in Serie A, at least. I think we're going to go with Atalanta third, Napoli, Roma, and Milan. And I just want Merda. And even how unrealistic that is, I don't give a shit. They will not even be in my top seven. Uh, just to shit talk them. So they will go down to the conference and will be forever held to that standard. Um, or they can get relegated. One of those two. I can take those two. Um, what about Champions League? What no. do you guys think? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I, I think Inter will, uh, will not do that thing. They'll just finish fourth in their group stage and then go for Europa League. Well, probably. <laughs> that's that's the usual. <laughs> that's their way. Well, look, even getting in, you know, that second pot, we avoided, like, a bunch of, like, massive teams. Uh, so it was almost yeah. like the year that all the big teams kind of shit the bed and then ended up in pot two. So it could have been That's pretty. A group of death, it could have been. It could have been some pretty dangerous. Uh, not to say that's why you lose the title, but I'm just saying that could have been. Uh, there could have been some group of deaths if Juve ended up in pot one um, early, uh, especially with all the turmoil. So, yeah, for Champions League, I think we get through. I honestly think we can get top. Um, and then it just depends on who we get in the next round. If Allegri plays a. Uh, a big club. I'm not going to say Chelsea is a big club. They are not a big club. <laughs> you know, like you're telling me they didn't win shit for like a hundred years. And then all of a sudden they win two champions leagues. And now all of a sudden they're a big club. Come on, get out of here. You, you got to do more than that. But, and they also have, uh, but, go ahead. Melissa. <laughs> but the current squad that they are having, it's just insane. It's like a super team, and especially when they have added Lukaku to it. Yeah, but... Yeah, all these guys are just playing FIFA in real life, these super teams. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Just the amount of money. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> That's why I'd prefer a salary cap. I've always said it. I would prefer a salary cap every day because if it's, if it's a system where we can hold teams to, I think just in general for football, it goes a hell of a lot. Even though I don't know which Juve fans thought like feeling bad for Inter was a good thing. Like I would watch that team get relegated and have a celebration, you know, free beers, free champagne for anyone who, who can make it out to Calgary because uh, why would you, what, what good does it to have them in this league? To be honest. I mean, you could talk about needing Serie A to be better, but Merda's one team. You have Napoli, you have Roma, you have Lazio, you have Milan. <laughs> if Inter goes to Serie B, you still have five other teams that can bring the league out. So I don't understand what this like sympathy was for. But anyways, Juve, Juve fans always have their moments to be to to show uh, their true colors. But for me, I think Juve. I think the best the best possible scenario could be. A semi, that's if everything goes perfectly. I still think there's a, a, quite a few teams that have more firepower, like you said, uh, that would be able to. Yeah. But I, I think we're in the, I think we're in our usual territory. We're round of 16 quarterfinals for this year. And that's, that's like, look, I would love to say, yeah, we're going to go and we're going to smash all these teams and we're all going to come together like 
like it's a, uh, uh, an international tournament and, and win the champions league, but to be realistic, I think we're going to be right where we, we are in, in, in the round of 16 in quarterfinals. What do you guys think? Who do you think is going to win the champions league? Who do I think is going to win? Um, I, I think it's like the teams that I think are good, are going to be good. I don't want to say to win because like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want PSG to win. I don't want Man City to win. You know, I would hate if Liverpool won again. Um, you know, you look at Man U, like I would hate to see them win too. Like that would, oh, that would I would hate that. Yeah. That would piss <laughs> they are me not off. winning anything. So Manchester United isn't winning. You know who anything. I'm going to say? Atletico Madrid is going to win the Champions League. Do some motherfucking powerpoints on me now, motherfuckers. But no, I think they have a they have a really good shot. They got a great squad. I love the Paul. He's played great. I've seen some of the some of the games early on and some of the highlights. And yeah, they've they're looking pretty pretty strong. Um, yeah, they got Griezmann back. They got Griezmann back. I think they did a yeah, nice. Who knows little... if that's a help or a detriment at this point, though? Look, if He's they, had a rough if, couple they years. if they can get him to play like Simeone did. Yeah, it's Sorry. possible. See, look, the cat comes in the room when I'm exactly. She knows, yeah. or he knows. <laughs> she, <laughs> she knows exactly. She's like, I agree, one hundred percent. It's, it's <laughs> almost three times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, I think I think. What about you guys? Who do you think is going to win the Champions League? Maybe so, Bayern, maybe Bayern comes back. Maybe Bayern comes back. I don't know. I think we can make it to semis if we had a if we have luck with injuries. Um, I think that. Um, sorry again. <laughs> I think Bayern is my favorite. I think PSG could do it, but I think that they're too much of a super group. I honestly I don't see how that front three is going to play together. I yeah. have no clue. You know, especially in you know in France, it's not like they're really getting much pressure put on them all the time. Right. So it's not like trial by fire. You know. Um, they do have the experience to win the Champions League, that's for sure. But you know, Nalesh. Yeah, I would say with I'll go with Bayern because I don't like any other teams. Bayern is probably like a neutral team for me. Yeah, and a- I I think as far as uh, for us, I think it will be a um, quarterfinal knockout. That's it. Unfortunately, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. we'll be contending for the title in the next three years. Well, yeah, I, th- I think if we make the right moves, we can be on that trajectory. But I, I think yeah. it really it just depends on the board and and Cherubini and 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 Allegri to to set the team up in the right way and to bring in the right players, the young guys when we we should be bringing them in. And I just think they 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 they're in that mentality that they look off a lot of these guys. Whether, like you said, he comes in uh, overweight or or whatever the case may be, we need to condition ourselves to to b- bring young guys in and the right young players and give them the confidence and trust them. And I think if you do that, you start becoming more like the likes of the Real Madrid or the Barcelona, where they can just cycle guys in and they can go on these 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 decade runs uh, of winning. Yeah. So. Uh, at least in Europe as well as, thing, as domestically. Yeah, one thing with uh, with with Madrid is that uh, their president he he doesn't like any player and he just says him. he doesn't care what he thinks. 
and I think we lack the the balls to do that because I don't know what Ramsey is doing at the club. I don't know what Rabiot is doing at the club. And yeah. uh, to be honest, uh, I don't know what uh, Morata is doing at the club. To be honest, he's not. He he was good. He did uh, great for us, but uh, right now he is not and not uh, the striker that I I would have in my team. Yeah, well, if, if we yeah. if we did an episode on that, we'd be like three four hours deep just on looking at every transfer yeah. that we that we've uh, that yeah. we've messed up uh, or tr- free transfer that we've brought in that has turned out the way it is. Uh, one thing before we go, I wanted to just say a congratulations and a well deserved retirement to Mario Mandzukic. What a warrior! Yeah. Um, some of the some guy some some players you know they're there for the money they're there for you know the the glory but this guy just gave everything uh for this jersey uh was the reason why i had him in that green kind of like military style jersey because that's just what he was he put in the shift whether he was slotted in at left back or striker or attacking mid whatever just would come out and i think that's what's lost in a lot of today's football is players like him yeah. and it's just it's it's nice to see now he can go off and and into retirement and just enjoy you know the successful career he, that he has had um you know he's won a champions league and he's been to a world cup final and he's just uh a great player for us and someone that i really respect uh that's played for this club so again congratulations to that and yeah, guys, this looks like we've ra- this is going to be the wrap on the on the first episode back. Many more to come. Um, and I got to thank you guys for always sticking with me. Again, both of you guys personally. Um, and we're going to get a lot of good characters on here that I believe deserve to be showcased. And uh, talk more Juve. Talk some Super League. I got my I got a couple things to say about that. We're gonna we'll leave that, that out. We'll, we'll, leave, that we'll, leave, <laughs> we'll leave that out of now because you know it's it's been a long pod. And again, uh guys, thank you for coming on. Again, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, thank you for having us. A hell of a lot for yeah, you guys to come you. on. And it's great to have you on, Alesh. And maybe next time we'll be able to see uh we'll get the, the video turned on. <laughs> yeah, pro <laughs> or just yeah, just 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 put a mask on and uh, so no one comes and hunts for you because Juve fans will hunt for you. <laughs> if not Juve fans, Ronaldo fans. But you're part of the community no. now, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of theirs, one of their own. No, 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 no. <laughs> but no anyways. Way. Anyways, guys, as always, thank you guys for watching. Uh, This is going to be up all on the same channels that we previously posted on. So YouTube, Spotify, and every other podcasting app that you guys could think of. Um, We're going to be hope I'm going to be hoping to do some live streams, obviously, with uh, some soccer cards, hockey cards, stuff like that. That'll be obviously YouTube and Twitch. And yeah let's uh let's keep the ball rolling again one last thank you to you guys thanks for coming on forza juve fino alla fine let's get this win against napoli and uh we're back everybody ciao ciao yeah ciao, ciao.